Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Our first A-team guest is Dr. Fidelis Udo, who is a researcher in the Andrew Mellon Spatial um, Humanities Project for the University of KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa. And we are talking about the vulnerability of women and girl children when it comes to floods and natural disasters and the fact that we need to protect them. So let's uh, start communicating. What is it that we can do? What do you think should be done as an A-teamer to protect the most vulnerable? With that said, thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Udo. It's such a great pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much. And good evening to all our listeners. Well, I do understand that KZN is having some uh, network connectivity issues since the rain, so I'm hoping that your line is going to be stable. Doctor, climate change is something that we cannot run away from. It's something that is going to keep coming, but uh, it's going to always come across as if we were never prepared for it. Um, especially with uh, issues like these rains that we have experienced in the last uh, couple of weeks. Talk to us about how susceptible are women and girl children um, when it comes to such, such issues of being vulnerable to floods and natural disasters. Yes. Mm. Okay, so the line is not good. Dr. Udo, I'm going to send you back to Ben Zito to try and secure a better line. I know it's it's not necessarily on our side, but with network connectivities. Um, but we will make sure that we have this conversation because it's one that is really close to my heart. A-teamers, let me hear from you. You know, from what you have observed as an A-teamer, from social media, from news bulletins, um, you know, do you see what I see? That it's a lot of girl children, a lot of uh, women who have lost their homes, lost loved ones, lost their lives, and the, the, the nature of vulnerability that we are faced with when it comes to natural disasters as women and girl children. If you've seen it, give me your comments on WhatsApp 0614-104-107. How do we protect the most vulnerable in our community? Dr. Udo, you're back and I'm hoping your line is stable. Yes, yes. The line is stable now. Excellent. You can go ahead. Okay, yeah. So um, to start with, I was saying, you know, when it comes to issues of climate change, um, scientists have already told us that, you know, climate change is one of the most devastating uh, issues that is affecting humanity at the moment. And when we, when we experience issues like floods, you know, uh, excess you know, those are a result of climate change, you know, the change in it. And then now, um, you know, seen, we have been having incessant floods in different parts of the world. And South Africa in particular has been experiencing um, a lot of issues concerning floods, right? Uh, most especially, you know, we see what's happening in, U- uh, in Kesaten in the past week. Floods have affected a lot of businesses, as far away many people's sources of livelihoods, have walked away uh, many people's houses, have killed many people. So this is one of the things that, you know, scientists have predicted that we will be experiencing in the near future if drastic measures are not taken to cope the impact, uh, to cope the impact of climate change. Mm. 
Now, when it comes to vulnerability of women and uh, girl children, what have you found in your studies? Yes, actually, what we found in our studies, because, you know, during time of flood, you know, um, what, what the urban planners and the, the, the disaster management usually look at is the vulnerability of the built environment. And what do we mean by vulnerability of the built environment? During time of floods, you know, a lot of infrastructures are affected, you know. So uh, disaster planners will first of all want to attend to those infrastructures, building those infrastructures. But they usually forget that there is other aspects, you know, that women and girls are vulnerable. For instance, you know, uh, when we did our research in Durban, we discovered that, you know, there are different dimensions of vulnerability, you know. There's vulnerability of the built environment, and also there's social vulnerability. What do we mean by social vulnerability? For instance, there are vulnerability that has to do with, you know, the way women and girls are being marginalized in our world today. So what does that mean? For instance, during the recent Durban floods and when we did our research, we discovered that one of the interventions that the government put in place was to provide uh, community halls, you know, for the victims of floods to, 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 to take refuge in. But what happens is, you know, these community halls are being cohabited by men, women, and girls, you know. And many of these girls are exposed to, you know, um, a lot of danger because they are not being protected from, you know, from they can be abused. They are very much, because these are what the government seems to call safe spaces. But are they really safe for the women? No, they are not safe for the women because they are open to a lot of danger, a lot of abuse. And we also discovered that there are also different dimensions of vulnerability because many of the women, when we did our research that we interviewed were single parents, you know, that, have, that bear a lot of responsibilities in their families. You know, they carry a lot of family responsibilities. So when it comes to time of flood, you know, the burden of having to carry out the, 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 the family responsibilities also uh, adds to compound the pressure on these women. So it also adds to their vulnerability. So in a way, they become doubly uh, uh, vulnerable to impact of flood because of all these uh, other dimensions that women are being marginalized and uh, have to bear the burden in the society. So, so, so the issue of floods is kind of compound this burden and this pressures on women. You know, Dr. Udo, it's it's very sad that there are so many um, factors that make women and girl children vulnerable. Um, and they are compounded by the fact that safety is also quite an issue in our country. Now, looking at uh, what some of the reports have been around the community shelters uh, that women are put up in, um, you know, of safety, and also remembering that women uh, need proper sanitation. So with a lack of water um, and, and, and safety not being at its optimum in these uh, areas, it, it worries me. Then what will happen if um, we face another flood? Will women continue in this trajectory where they are marginalized? 
Yeah, so actually, you know, what, what, what needs to be done because, um, you know, just like I said, that re um, urban planners and disaster managers readily will look at the vulnerability of the built environment. So what, what we need to do is sensitization for these uh, policymakers and urban planners and disaster managers really understand the different dimensions by which women are vulnerable. And then from there, they will be able to consider these different dimensions when they are putting up, you know, uh, uh, adaptation plans. So they, they, we really need to sensitize uh, uh, the policymakers and the planners and the adaptation planners so that they consider these different dimensions. So um, because if um, floods happen to have, come again, and these different dimensions are not being put into place. It means women uh, will continue to be vulnerable in these different dimensions. Um, here's a, mes a message here from one of our A-teamers, Peter uh, George from Johannesburg, who says, Good evening, and it's a great topic. Women and girl children are taken advantage of when vulnerable. I think there should be protective shelter or accommodation strictly for female gender and therefore managed under female gender supervision. Therefore, social workers and health department should get involved. Now, I hear what Peter is saying, but what, what, what happens when these women are looking after teenage boy children what happens to those boys do they then get separated from their mothers my other concern is the vulnerability of those in the lgbtqi plus community what happens to them yes actually i i i think i think yeah first of all when you talk about women that are taking care of uh boy uh boy children yes i think uh, that can be taken care of because first of all now we are talking about the vulnerability of the women. So the women, when 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 the uh, adaptation planners are putting up uh, adaptation plans, you know, they should also consider these different dimensions. So, if most especially uh, concerning single parents who have to take care of teenage boys, you know, so yeah, they can put up um, shelters and accommodation for these different families, um, these different mothers, or these different women that have to take care of teenage boys. So, you know, they can put up shelters that they can, that can accommodate both the mothers, the teenage boys, and probably if they have teenage uh, girls, uh, they can also put up accommodation for different families so that they are kind of protected and from being exposed to other dangers. But then, when it comes to LG, uh, the, 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 the LGBTI community, I think, yeah, that is something that maybe social workers and uh, adaptation planners also need to look into. What are the adaptation needs of this group of people, you know? Um, because we, to really understand the adaptation needs of this group of people, then we need to really hear from them, you know? What are the experiences that they have and how can government uh, intervene, you know, pertaining, uh, uh, looking at the different adaptation and vulnerability experiences that they have during times of floods?
Dr. Udo, thank you so very much for joining us. And I do hope that uh, the powers that be are listening and are going to make sure that we don't find cases of abuse and more vulnerability from women and girl children after this incident of the, the great um, devastating rains that we've experienced in KZN. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.